All right. This is episode six of Spiraling Up with Greg. We made it to episode six. We made it to episode six. Jackie's here with me, our famous episode one guest. So, yeah. So the last episode I posted was kind of an update on my vision getting worse. Mm -hmm. And so I have since seen my eye doctor and have some updates. Tell us about them. So it looks like there is a bunch of scar tissue that is growing on my left eye. So it's growing on my retina, which is then blocking light from getting through. And so it ends up with my left eye being like super blurry. And my right eye is okay. My left eye is kind of wrecked right now. When he showed me the photo, he basically showed what a normal eye looks like, which is imagine a photo of like flat land. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, so he's like, that's what your eye was six months ago. And this is your eye now. And it looks like there's like a giant white mountain growing on the flatland. So he said that, <laughs> to quote him, it is a 10 out of 10 <laughs> issue. Oh, shit. Yeah. So basically, there is a surgery that I can get for this. So the plan leaving the doctor's office was to schedule the surgery. Mm-hmm. He has since reached out and said that he wants to do the surgery somewhere else so that they can like get a tissue sample of the scar tissue to analyze it to see if there's something more serious. So it sounds like that's what will happen, is I'll do the surgery at Stanford, mm. and then they'll take a sample, and hopefully it doesn't come back. Yeah. I was asking him like how often that happens, and he was saying it's difficult to say because this usually primarily happens in older people. And so there isn't a lot of sample data on how younger people handle this type of surgery. So, yeah, that's the update. Hmm. Are there any, like, hypotheses as to why the scar tissue is now Um, forming? Or has it always been forming, and is it now just to a point where it is blocking your vision? Or is it, like, in the last six months something has happened that is causing it to develop? Yeah, we don't know. I asked him that, and he says that, like, they don't really know why this happens. So I think the taking the scar tissue and mm. analyzing it should potentially help to see like perhaps if I, I don't actually know, but perhaps if there's like bacteria or some type of virus in it, then you kind of know maybe that's what it was versus something else. Yeah. So I guess the next step is to get the surgery and then do the analysis on the scar tissue. It seems like it is a relatively low risk surgery. Mm. I think he was worried that I had a detached retina, which would be a much more serious procedure. So it seems like the complication rate from this is going to be, it's like generally fairly low. I think I'm just going to have to wear like an eye patch for a couple weeks and go back to the hospital often to just make sure it doesn't get infected. My understanding is that that is the biggest risk is like some type of infection happens and then it spreads and then I kind of lose my eye. Yeah. I've gone from like stressed about losing my vision to now stressed about having to get surgery. Mm-hmm. I know I am like objectively in a better position now, but I feel just as much fear. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. The way I'm thinking about this is if I do nothing, then I'll like lose my vision over maybe a year, two years, three years, five years. But if I do the surgery and it goes poorly, then I kind of lose it all now. And so it feels like the stakes are higher. It's like higher reward, but higher risk. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know what the surgery entails? Yeah, they're going to like cut open my eyeball and expose the retina and then like scrape this scar tissue off of the retina and then close it back up. He's wow. like, I was like, I'm going to be out for this, right? <laughs> and he's like, we can do local if you want. Oh, shit. I was like, there's no scenario. <laughs> 
There's no, I would rather go blind than be awake for you doing this to my eye. I guess they're propping up your eye or sorry, propping it open while this happens. Yeah. Or how long would it take? About an hour, I think. The actual, like, them scraping is like an hour. I don't know how long the whole, like, start to finish thing is. Wow. That's scary. Yeah, it's really scary. It is unclear to me what my mindset should be going into this. Like, should I have the mindset of, like, I'm going to be okay, this is a routine thing, I'll be fine? Or should I have the mindset of, like, you might get wrecked, and you should start to prepare for that possibility now? Mm, Like, try to see things before your surgery happens? That kind of thing? Or... No, I don't think I would actually do anything differently. I think it's more like mentally. Mm. If I go into it thinking that this is going to be a routine fine thing and then there's complications, I will feel like emotionally destroyed. Mm. And if I assume that it's going to be a shit show and this is super risky and then it goes badly, I'll still be destroyed, but not as destroyed. So it's like a safer thing. But as a result, I will just stress about it until that point. Mm -hmm. So it almost feels like... Should I offload future pain and experience it in a smaller amount between now and the surgery so that it's more bearable if it goes poorly or push it all down the road and hope I don't have to deal with it? I feel like I would be doing some mental prep now. Yeah. You know, I should assume that, like, start to think, like, this could be a shit show. Yeah. But I also feel like, yeah, I guess you don't want to jinx it or, or anything either. There's like a lot of like superstition around this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I am a little stitious. So yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to do. If I start to prep myself and it goes fine, then I'm going to be like, damn, I like stressed so much for nothing. Yeah. But it would have been only over like a short period of like what two week period of time. Yeah. Which in the grand scheme of things is not that long. That is true. It also scares me because I feel like this past week you've been in San Francisco with me and it has been really nice. And I don't know, like it was very comforting to like wake up with you and like be able to spend time with you. And it has made this experience much more bearable Hmm. because it's like, I don't know, I feel like shit might go down, but I have you and like you support me. And I feel like at the time that I do this surgery, you're going to be in Europe. Oh, and so, oh. like, the thought of kind of, hard. yeah, the thought of doing this without you is scary. You think you're going to be in San Carlos while you're recovering, or? I think I'll be there for, like, a day or two, and then I'll come back here. Hmm. And David and Luca, your friends, know about this, and they'll come visit you. That's true. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about people visiting me. I, yeah, I guess I was just surprised by how comforting it was this week to have you. And it like definitely kind of gave me like a new appreciation for you and like our relationship. And while I still will have support, like I'm not doing this alone. Like it feels like it would be so much easier with you here. But you know, obviously you got to go to Tomorrowland. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it just makes it feel more scary. Yeah. Well, I feel like one thing maybe to make it like a little less serious is like I feel like we're like a really big deal. It would be a lot easier to get this scheduled. That's true. It like, has, I feel like there's been very little urgency around this in that's general. That's true. I have been calling like every day <laughs> to get this scheduled, and no one's in a rush there. <laughs> or like the person that's responsible for scheduling this has been sick or on vacation. 
Uh, he was on vacation and then was sick, but no one communicated that. So it seems like you would have like more than one person doing this, like as a. That's true. It seems like a the whole this really whole thing. logistical thing has been a shit show. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's that's a good point. Is like if this were really serious, they would probably have somebody making more than like nine dollars an hour calling me to schedule my surgery. Yeah. Because they just, yeah, this guy does not give a shit about his job. <laughs> Which is like kind of scary because I feel like healthcare is like you kind of want people that care. care. Yeah. Health don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. It's like health uncare. It's like he only has the first part of healthcare. <laughs> but the first part is like somewhat health, diminished. Health neglect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think what has been difficult is I keep going back and forth on given a downside scenario, how I would handle it. Because part of me is like this whole like losing your eyesight thing. You've kind of already done this. So this is nothing new. You'll just do it again and figure it out. And the other part of me is like, I don't know if I have the energy to do all that again. Like, I feel like it was really helpful to be really young. Because hmm. I feel like when you're a kid, you just have so few responsibilities and so few things to manage that I could just kind of not worry about food, not worry about housing, not worry about friends and just focus on kind of learning how to adapt as a legally blind person. But now it feels like I have to like juggle life, which feels a lot harder. And it's already difficult as it is like the last couple months to like juggle life. Like it's been really hard to keep in touch with people and like respond to texts and emails. And yeah, it feels like I've just been kind of like neglecting living life because I've just been putting a lot more energy into kind of mentally kind of figuring out and assessing where I am emotionally with this and physically. And so, yeah, I worry that I won't be able to do it. Like it will just be too much. And like, either I will just end up killing myself or becoming like a hermit for a year. It's like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. I just want to like not leave this room and figure out my life and figure out what the rest of my life looks like. I feel like if you know, that were to happen, people would, like, we would all do our best to support you. Like, you wouldn't have to figure out the life thing on your own. Mm. Yeah. But it feels like everyone has their life to live. It doesn't feel fair to expect people to pause their lives to, like, help me. So I might be able to, like, get support from people for, like, this or that. But it feels like mostly it's kind of on me. Well, I feel like lives are not, like, independent things. Like, part of someone's life as your friend is, like, your life. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe what it is then is I don't feel comfortable asking for help, or I don't know how to do that with this. Because you don't know what you need help with, or hmm. because you don't want to ask? I don't know how I can be helped. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, if I only have sight in one of my eyes, and the one eye I do have is, like, pretty wrecked, it's like, how does someone help me with that? And so it feels like it's not worth asking for help because I don't know how they would help. And thus it would just like make them feel bad or like it would just be like more trouble than it's worth kind of a thing. Yeah. I think there's some aspect of like mental prep can help like mitigate some of the pain, potential pain afterwards. But like there is also like not much point in sort of like prematurely trying to figure things out or like mm. sometimes it, it comes when you figure it out while it's happening. Yeah. That's, I think that's a really good point. Maybe I am just kind of spinning in circles, trying to plan and like control and figure out what to do, and I should just trust that I'll be okay, maybe. Yeah. 
And I guess if I'm not okay, then I can deal with it then. But it's probably still better to believe that I will be fine. Well, all right. What has this been like for you? Hmm. Well, I think like seeing you try to call the hospital like every day and get the surgery scheduled and sort of all the issues around that has kind of like made me think like this is like really annoying and like no one really seems to care. But I can't tell if people don't care because it's like this is like a routine thing or if people are just like not invested. I think that if when someone's going through a hard time, like the best thing that you can do is just um, be a sort of stable person or a stable support system for them because you don't want that person to also feel like they have to be managing your own feelings about it. Yeah. I would say you have definitely been a stable person for me. I feel like you have really stepped up and I so appreciate you being a rock for me during this time. <sighs> what has the, the reaction from like other people in your life? Mm, my parents are pretty stressed. Oh, um, that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's like, I think people are kind of like, you know, wow, that sucks. That's like really terrible. I'm sorry. It's like really hard to, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, what are you supposed to say? You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I think people are doing their best for sure. I think it's just a really hard thing to support someone through. It'll be good for them to like analyze the scar tissue and stuff though. Yeah. I think they can like figure out what's going on. Yeah, I would agree. It'll be nice to get more clarity as to what's happening. Yeah. So all that you know is like, this is something that often happens with older people. Yeah. And yeah, they don't know. They know that it is scar tissue. They know that it is growing quickly. They do not know whether it came from like trauma to the eye or a bacteria virus or whatever. Hmm. He seems pretty confident. I do not have a detached retina. What would that mean? So sometimes your retina detaches from your eye. Mm Mm-hmm. And that injury causes scar tissue to build around the retina. And so if that were to happen, they would have to reattach the retina, which is pretty complicated, and then get rid of all the scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they also gave me this like pamphlet to like explain the surgery to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's this one part where it says, During the surgery, it may become necessary to remove your lens. If that is the case, we will remove your lens and schedule up a follow-up appointment <laughs> To implant a prosthetic lens. Wow. It's like, huh. That feels like kind of fucked. <laughs> to be like, hey, while you're unconscious, we may need to do more shit. Like you're yeah, you're signing away some Yeah. Rights here. Yeah, totally. It's like I feel like it's like I'm taking my car in to like get it fixed and they're just like, we may need to remove your engine. <laughs> And if so, we'll schedule a follow-up session with your car to put in a fake engine. Mm. But it's not the one you started with. Yeah, but hopefully a good one. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I'm, a, I'm not well-versed in the world of prosthetic lenses. No. I feel like, so we've been dating for like six months now. And yeah, I feel like, I mean, obviously this is not something either one of us signed up for, like dealing with this. But yeah, like does it stress you out a lot? Like... Does it weigh on you, or do you feel like you're doing okay, or do you have people to talk to about this? Mm. When I first heard about it, it was a little stressful, mostly because I was like, well, what would that mean like for you or like your life? And then I sort of put myself in your shoes, and I was like, wow, this must be like so hard. And so I was like, I feel stressed, but also like this must be like so scary. Yeah. So... But it actually hasn't like been like weighing on my mind or like 
it hasn't been like something that I've been obsessing over like over the last week. Mm. Yeah. Mostly because it's like, yeah, what could I really do? And also like, I feel like things will be okay. Mm. Have you noticed like a decline in my like mood or mental health? Do I seem different? Hmm. I haven't noticed actually. Hmm. I don't think so. Well, that's good. Do you feel like your mood has declined? Mm, I think when I think about it, yeah. I think before you got here, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think when you're here, it feels like I can do anything. And that feeling kind of helps my mood. Like, I'm more just irritated. I'm more just like, fuck this. I'm going to deal with this bullshit. I'm going to get over it. And I'm going to do way more cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I imagine when you leave, because you're leaving today, like, you know, the armor is gone and... Then I'm kind of like, oh, well, this kind of sucks. Yeah, this kind of sucks. But I think it's still like really nice to have you around. I think it would be really difficult to process all this continuously. Mm-hmm. So it is nice to like have a little bit of a mental break to kind of do other things. Yeah, like remind myself of like how good life could be. So yeah, this is my eye update. Eye update. Do you E-Y-E update and I update. Yes. Is there anything else we should talk about with this or cover? This will happen in like the next couple of weeks, your surgery? It looks that way, yeah. Hmm. I think my estimate based on this seems like last week of March. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh. Just like still a bit away. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, in a couple of weeks we'll know whether hmm. I'm fucked or not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright. I love you, sweetie. I love you.